0: Welcome to the Journey Root Discipleship Podcast, where we encourage listeners to love Jesus, study his word, and reach others. I'm your host, Courtney Lohman. Well, this week we are kicking off 2023 with a bang, and I am so excited to share these wonderful women with you. If you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you've heard past guests, Erica Wiggenhorn and Tracy Steele a couple of times, but now the two of them have teamed up alongside Sarah Reed, and are ready to help equip women to lead in their communities. This Dynamite Trio has founded My Only Aim, a discipleship training community. And today, the four of us chat about the importance of discipleship in today's culture, no matter your age or position, the missing elements in church communities today, and how My Only Aim is really looking forward to working alongside church bodies, and we dive deep into what My Only Aim provides for leaders as they hope to equip women no matter where their area of influence is. Well, like I said, it's a new year and we have big plans for our journey with community. But these plans are going to require a few changes. Now, you may know that I'm a full time mom and a part time podcaster and speaker. So in 2023, we'll be moving to every other week episodes instead of the weekly episodes we've been doing for the past year. This is going to allow me to focus on accomplishing some of these other huge goals that we have on those off weeks while continuing to balance work and home life. During the off weeks, however, if you must have your journey of Ruth filled, you can always go back and catch up on any of the more than 130 episodes that you've missed. I'm also going to be recommending some of my favorite podcasts throughout the year on socials. So we aren't leaving you without something to listen to. I am so excited about some of the things that are coming on our calendar, and I can't wait to see what God does with them. Now let's move on to my conversation with the ladies of My Only Aim, Sarah Reed, Erica Wiggenhorn, and Tracy Steele.
1: Well, I am so excited to be in the fullest interview that I've ever had at The Journey of Ruth with my friends um, from the girls from My Only Aim. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thanks for having
2: us. Thanks for having us. Excited to
1: be here. Yeah. So I have Tracy Steele, Sarah Reed, and Erica Wiggenhorn here with me. And um, I'm going to have each of you guys just introduce yourself so people can get used to what your voices sound like. And uh, tell us your name and then what your position is in My Only Aim.
3: My name is Tracy Steele, and I'm the co-founder of My Only Aim and the Every Life Ministries Executive Director of Leadership Development.
4: My name is Sarah. I am the Every Life Ministries Director of Ministry Expansion. And then with My Only Aim, I do a lot of the marketing and help out with the teaching and stuff like that. So,
2: mm-hmm. My name is Erica Wiggenhorn, and I am the founder of Every Life Ministries and the co-director of my only aim along with Tracy
1: awesome well I'm I'm excited that you guys are here um, first of all I get to publicly first of all say thank you to you guys because you guys have been some of the journey of Ruth's biggest cheerleaders throughout the years and, um, really encouraged me in taking next steps and you've got this Corny, you can do this. And so thank you for that. Um, which is so why I'm so excited to be here and cheerleading you guys on in this new, um, venture that you guys are doing. And, um, Tracy, you and I have talked a lot about, um, discipleship and what this looks like. So I'm excited to see this new venture, how you guys are kind of like stepping out, Uh, into discipleship. So, Sarah, this is your first time on the podcast. Welcome to Journey Ruth. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Anyone can go and listen. Tracy's been on, I think, twice. Erica, you've been on twice. Go back and listen to their episodes. Um, Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
4: Yes. So, I have been born and raised in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, I started working with Erica at Every Life Ministries about a year and a half ago. I started my senior year of college as kind of her intern. And I always tell people somewhere along the line, she stopped calling me her intern and just started calling me her assistant. (laughs) (laughs) And then after, when I graduated, I graduated this past May from Colorado Christian University um, with a degree in communication. Congratulations. Thank you. And Erica offered me a full-time position at Every Life Ministries. So I've been working there full-time since June. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I'm super passionate just about helping ministry leaders
1: and churches just find better ways of doing communication. Mhm. That's awesome. So did you always want to work in ministry or was like communications did you go into it not knowing what you wanted to do?
4: I knew I wanted to do ministry of some sort. Okay. I didn't really know what that looked like and so my sophomore year, kind of halfway through my sophomore year, I kind of was like, okay, I got to declare a major for sure. <laughs> I need to figure this out. Um, and so I just didn't know really what it looked like. I remember just calling lots of people for advice and finally I was like okay if I learn how to communicate well I can pretty much work in any in any field do any type of ministry
1: if I'm able to communicate That's right. a message well mm-hmm. awesome wow you're very smart <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you said that you went and called people and I love that you had people that you can call mm-hmm. um because I know working in our college ministry there's always that well I don't know if I want to do what I started yeah. Doing, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, now I don't know where to go. I always thought I would do this, and now I'm in it, and I'm like, no, I don't really know if this is what I want to do. So, yeah, I love that you've create, you know, found that passion, and that Erica, you know, has provided a space for you to like really live that out and work that yes. out. That's yes. awesome. Okay, so my only aim, let's talk about what is it and what is the purpose.
2: Well, Courtney, I just have to start by saying that I think it is just so beautiful. That our very first podcast interview about My Only Aim is with you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm so honored. (laughs) Because when I think about My Only Aim, I think about you and your own journey with this podcast. Mm. And how you and I had a conversation probably maybe three, four years ago now. It was like the week before COVID. And you felt God calling you to minister to women in a broader way yeah, and you were so compelled to figure out what that was going to look like and we sat over coffee mm-hmm. and you knew you knew in your heart God was calling you to something you couldn't quite put your finger on all that it was yeah. you probably still can't right no, it's still because that's how God reveals <laughs> things to us just yeah. bits at a time but you knew and you were intentionally seeking out other women to speak into that and mm-hmm. to give you guidance and to give you wisdom and to speak over you what what they saw in you. Yeah. To recognize your giftedness, to recognize your passion and how God has wired you mm-hmm. and your own leadership skills. And as we sat there and we had that conversation, I knew – God was calling you to something more and I could mm. kind of just affirm that feeling in you and say keep moving forward, keep pursuing this. And it's been so fun to watch how God has just blown up this podcast and opened doors of speaking for you now. Yeah. And so I love it because when we think about my only aim, that's really what it is mm. is getting women to have a place where their leadership potential can be discovered, mm-hmm. people can speak life into them, uh, their gifts can be uncovered, all of those things. And so you your own ministry right here in this space mm-hmm. is really just a microcosm of the broader vision of what My Only Aim yeah. wants to do with women all across this valley.
1: Mm. I, I love that. And I know I had to kind of seek that out you know i had to i had to go up to erica and i didn't really know her she was doing a bible study at our church and i said hi my name's courtney loman can i take you out to coffee and can we talk and then and then when i paid for your coffee you were like you don't have to do that i'm like you are spending time with me and and you were like well i mean this might not even be worth anything and i was like tell you what if it's not worth anything i'll venmo you for the coffee." and we sat there for i think like an hour and a half and i could not take enough notes because you were just you know you had so much insight and wisdom that i could you know like write down and i was like yeah this is well worth the 6 dollars i paid for that coffee um so i love that you have expanded on that because i know it has really benefited me i want to know from you guys what is um what does it look like to you know before we get into the actual like program, why is it, why did you create this? I mean, I was able to get some of this, this help from you and, and Tracy, you and I have sat down and you've helped me as well. Um, why is it that you were like, you know what? More women need this than just Courtney.
3: <laughs> well, because they're telling us that they need it. Mm. Um, You know, I think we're all driven not to build our own platforms, but to build the kingdom of God. Amen. And we don't need more Erica's and Tracy's and Sarah's and Courtney's. We need women to rise up. In their own unique passions their yeah. own unique giftings to truly be who they are and a lot of them are confused or a lot of them maybe they haven't come from a godly heritage you know or they've never been mentored and so they're going to church maybe or they're maybe even on a missions team but there's still a disconnect between okay I know I'm supposed to do this but how do I really do this mm-hmm. like I know I'm supposed to pray but how do I really pray and so we are having women come up to us saying hey I love what you're doing or I've heard about this thing or I see what you're doing in your ministry ministries, I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where it wasn't that we just sat in a room somewhere and we're like, well, this is our agenda and this is what we're doing. It's like God just kept bringing these women with these needs. And kind of like Isaiah, we're just showing up before the throne going, here we are. You know, Mm -hmm. Here we are, use us, you know, in whatever way that looks like. So Mm -hmm. it really is just been a lot of listening to what are the needs of the women around us? What are we hearing as we're speaking, as we're going out, you know, around the valley? Because that's the blessedness of being speakers as we are, is we get to go out and meet with women all over the valley to say, okay, where are the holes? Or to speak with the leadership of the churches to say, listen, we're not trying to replace the church. My only aim is not Mm -hmm. the church. We're to come alongside the church, you know, to help expand the ministries that these wonderful churches that we have all over the valley are already doing and so where are those holes and a lot of it is our women don't know how to pray they don't know how to study scripture for themselves or they know they're called to do something but they don't really know what it is can you help them figure out their gifts and so we're just simply responding to the needs that god is just so graciously giving our team to do something about, and we're not content to sit on the couch and we, we worry about the future of the church too. Like we want her to continue. Um, and I think Psalm 78 is very clear. You know, if the younger generations are not told, the things of old then how will they be able to pass it on that's right to the other generations that are coming and so those are some of the things that drive us is okay we want to see other women thrive and how god has made them and that's the blessing we get is seeing them walk in those callings and Mm -hmm. further the kingdom so we're excited we're excited to see what god is going to do because he has driven this ministry from day one and there's not one team meeting that doesn't go by that we literally erica just leads us in prayer for however long it takes and Mm we're on our knees saying god speak to us these are your daughters. This is your ministry. And we're just following along. So mm,
1: yeah. I love it. Sarah, tell us about like, you know, you being kind of a younger generation. Talk about you're here. You're here. You're at, on this ground level of yeah. my only aim. Um, talk about what this has to offer a younger generation.
4: Well, that's one thing I think that's so cool about our team is that we kind of have Paul, Barnabas and Timothy, right? Like we've, Mm -hmm. we've got all three. And so it's really cool for me because I get to work with these two incredibly gifted and just women filled with the spirit of the Lord and they have poured so much into me. So just kind of as we're working together thinking, okay, how can we discipleship? How can we, how can we do this discipleship program, right? How can we disciple other women? We're doing it ourselves. Like Tracy and Erica are pouring into me constantly and kind of just helping me grow as a speaker as a writer um, so yeah I think that's that's one thing that I just I love about it mm-hmm.
2: um, I think too though the thing that's really cool is that in return you're offering us your perspective mm-hmm. right yeah, you're yeah. constantly bringing to the so table right. well, you know what I think I think people my age we're going to reach people my mm-hmm. age or we you <clears> have throat> to throat> understand that women in their 20s are really struggling yeah. with this um, I wouldn't necessarily know that Yeah, unless you were on the team yes right (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. there's the beauty there the reciprocity Mm -hmm. is what I find so beautiful about our team Mm -hmm. and I I think it's unique
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I know you've experienced that in in ministry where you've had the joy of having older women pour into you but then also opening the eyes of the older women to saying here's what my generation is dealing with Mm -hmm. here's some of the underpinnings of cultural thought in my generation that your generation didn't experience and opening their eyes and so I think that is what is so beautiful about this team
4: yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and as as far as answering your question about kind of my generation I think my generation is so relational and I think they oftentimes people in my generation, they're not going to want to walk through the doors of a church maybe, or they don't want to, I don't know, they're not just going to show up probably on a random Sunday for free coffee and donuts. Like Uh they're, they want something more. And I think that's really where discipleship comes into play because they want, they want those relationships. And once you kind of start building a relationship with someone, you have some rapport then they might come to church with you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's something Tracy's so good at. She was just telling us about her, her tea friend she's going to bring to <laughs> church with her because she's just been building that relationship. And so I think discipleship is so important for reaching the next generation because I don't think they're going to come to church if there's
1: not a relationship there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that started with millennials, right? It started in the millennial generation of like, it's not necessarily about a program. It's about a relationship. Yes. And not just the relationship between me and Jesus Christ, but the relationship between me and the other people that I go to church with. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what's going to bring me through those doors more than like a program or a book or a movie or whatever it might be you guys are creating this program and I I hear value. I mean, even just in the few minutes that we've been talking, like I hear that this, because I've had this and what I, and, and part of the reason why I created the the journey of Ruth is because I had what I called forced discipleship as the pastor's daughter, you know, like I had discipleship just in my life from, from church leaders. Um, And it wasn't until I got older that I realized how valuable that was. And as I started meeting um, people younger than me, as a a high school teacher or I started meeting even people my own age that didn't have that community. That wasn't something they had. And they, when I talked about the community that I had, they were like, I want that. And I'm like, well, you don't have this. Wait, this isn't something everybody has. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize, you know, the need for community, the need for wisdom and generational discipleship. So that has happened. You know, at some point in history, what is going on? I mean, you guys are like, there's this hole we're seeing. What do you think is going on in the church, in culture as a whole, in, um, you know, we live in America, so American culture that is causing this hole that you guys are so glad to kind of step in and fill?
2: Okay, so I'm probably going to step on some toes here. Uh-oh.
4: Right. oh <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for
2: it. Uh, but... This is some of the shift that I'm seeing that I'm concerned. Mm. Um, one thing that I'm seeing is there has been a drastic, drastic shift in the American church moving from more expository, expository style teaching to the narrative sermon. The narrative sermon just like took off in the early 2000s. There's nothing wrong with narrative sermons. I mean, I go out and speak a lot and I will speak in that style the problem is is that when you go Sunday after Sunday after Sunday or you sit in some kind of a class where expository teaching or preaching is used and for those out there that don't know what that is it's just kind of going verse by verse through a passage and explaining it you are um in a second nature way, you are learning how to study scripture Mm -hmm. in a narrative style presentation. You are just basically being fed scripture. And so many younger people have grown up in churches where it is entirely narrative style. Yeah. Uh, And then, um, you know, the discipleship resources that are that are being mass produced are very much narrative style. And so you have this massive hole of Christians that have maybe even gone to church for a decade or more, and they have very little understanding of Scripture. Mm. And they have very little understanding of how to study Scripture or what it means. And there's two problems with that. Mm. Uh, the first one is now Jesus can become anybody that I want him to be mm. because I don't really know who Jesus said he was. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I can just kind of pick and choose the parts of Jesus that I like. And mm. so we're seeing a lot of that. Jesus was very clear in the Gospels about who he was and why he said the things that he said and why he did the things that he did. But on a very surface level without really digging deeply into the context of those statements and those actions and knowing the culture that Jesus lived in and he taught in and the religion that he was speaking to at the time, you're going to miss all that. Yeah. So that's the first hole Mm -hmm. is who is Jesus really? Who did Jesus say he was? Um, And then the second hole is that you now have people who are maybe very involved in a church even maybe they faithfully go every Sunday and maybe they even serve but they don't have enough scriptural basis that when they are listening to a podcast or they are sitting in a church service or they are reading a book there's nothing in them no red flag that pops up and goes wait a minute That doesn't quite sound right to me Mm. because they don't have anything to compare it it to. Yeah. Right? Like if somebody hands me a hundred dollar bill, the only way I know whether that's a true hundred dollar bill or a fake hundred dollar bill is if I actually know what a hundred dollar bill looks like. I've studied it. I've Mm -hmm. studied it. And so we have this whole generation of people that are either maybe brand new, baby believers or they've grown up in a church, but they've never actually been taught the foundations of the faith and how to study scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's definitely important
1: because then there's, I think when you're talking about setting a good foundation, it taught, you know, we have to be able to defend uh, what we believe. And what you're talking about is people have not been taught how to almost feed themselves, you know, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to defend what they believe. So then it becomes, you know, scripture talks about like they were like chaff that the wind blew away, mm-hmm. that they're so lighthearted in their faith that the very first, you know, storm comes and boom, they're gone. They their faith is blown away. They've they've it's completely destroyed any foundation that they built. And so you're saying we are not maybe right now in a lot of churches in America building those foundations or or providing opportunities for our members to build those foundations that they need to become a strong, you know, person.
5: Hi, I'm Valerie Pierce. And I'm Courtney Lohman. And we are the creators of The Bible Journal for Busy Women. Have you ever heard it said that
0: women's brains are like spaghetti and men's brains are like waffles? It's hard for us as women to separate out the different areas of our life and our brain contains everything all in one space. But then it can be
5: hard when we ask our brains to concentrate on just one thing, like our Bible study time. Have you ever been sitting down to read your Bible and right about the time you read your second verse, that pesky to-do list starts popping up in your head. That bill you need to pay, the errand you need to run, the birthday party coming up, the shopping list, et cetera your brain begins to think about everything except that Bible that's open right in front of you.
0: It was a moment like this, which led to the creation of the Bible Journal for Busy Women. What if there was one space where your Bible study reflection, your scripture meditation, your daily to-do list, and your weekly and monthly goals could live seamlessly together on one page? inside
5: of a beautiful Bible journal that's small enough for you to take on the go. Those that have used the Bible journal for busy women have found that the setup is super helpful. Anything that pops up in their head, they just drop it onto the left side of the page in that to-do list, which allows them to quickly return back to their time with God, knowing that that list is going to be there when they're done. This ensures that nothing pops into your head that gets forgotten or dropped.
0: The Bible Journal for Busy Women is available now for pre-order at both journeyofruth.com and kindredandco.com. Order one for yourself, and
5: this would make a great gift for the busy women in your life. What a blessing it is to be able to set the busyness aside and give our full hearts and focus to the Lord. Be sure to order yours today.
1: Tracy, one thing that you're really good at is relationships. Mm-hmm as we've already said yeah. what's going on in the church relationally or what's not going on in the church relationally that is leaving a hole here that that you're that you guys are seeing yeah. Um, something
3: <clears throat> I think your listeners if they've heard my other interviews with you would know that I moved back to Phoenix uh, right in the middle of the pandemic Yeah. and I left a very different Phoenix than what I came home to mm-hmm. um, which is concerning to me uh, obviously I'm in women's ministry so that's my thing mm-hmm. that's my jam that's what I breathe eat, sleep women, women Jesus, Jesus women and my family of course um, and football but anyway that's another podcast but <laughs> what um, about your friends Tracy? And my, f- yeah. Yeah. my hey friends. Tracy come on you <laughs> are all women you love Jesus that's um. right but I see saw and again a lot of this was the pandemic as well a lot of churches were either closing which just breaks my heart Mm -hmm. um or again funding went away so the women's ministries that were in place at a lot of these churches um i'm specifically thinking more on the west side of the valley which Mm -hmm. is where my family and i now live i'm from the east side but now i've transferred over to the west and so there was a huge hole there um i am forever grateful for churches that spend a lot of uh, emphasis and energy on their youth programs i think that that is mm. wonderful but my concern is is who's disliking the youth mm. the other six days of the week it would be the mothers it would be the grandmothers it would be mm. the supposed mentors but if we're not doing women's ministries if we're not putting enough emphasis on the adults there's a gap there you know Mm -hmm. we can do all we can up until the 18 and sarah i'm sure you can speak to this but something happens at that college level Mm -hmm. that's very very critical but we still need women to be trained on the other end Titus, as two women to come alongside these youth and if the and just everything i did everything erica just said so beautifully so if we're not equipping the adults and we're putting all of our emphasis in the youth then who's going to be there to really carry these youth on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, churches are, are shrinking. Um, they're letting go of women's ministries. Um, or, again, the staff is just already. And again, I've worked in the church, paid and volunteer, uh, for many, many years. So I can see both sides of the coin. Um, if you're on church staff, you have so many different responsibilities that yeah. really being able, depending on the size of your congregation, to deep dive into women's lives, it's impossible because you have elder reports, you have budgets, you've got a reserve room, you know, you have to do the bulletin, you've got all of these other. All the administrative stuff. All of these things that have yeah. to be done. And so, again, we are not bashing the church. The church, we love the church. We are for the church. But we're just trying to come alongside of them mm-hmm. to say, hey, we know you're taxed. How can we really love your grandmas, your mother? Because they are the ones that influence you. Look at Paul. Who is he mentioning at the end of all of his letters? Women hello yeah Yeah. women are the influencers of these people and so that is my heartbeat and that's why again when I sat down with these two and said hey I really feel like we should do this they were like yes we're starting to see some of those same trends the relationships everybody's online now women are able to do Bible studies online so they're not meeting in person anymore Um, you know all of these things are causing shifts in the church culture that are are causing women and families to almost become really segregated instead Mm -hmm. of living like this and so we're hoping through my only aim we can kind of kind of i don't know do a revival or resurgence whatever you want to call it of teaching women to say like you can come get information all you want like programs are great i've been a director of many programs in Mm -hmm. the church for Mm -hmm. many years but at some point you need to start pouring out Yeah, all of those things that you are getting in because you're spiritually fat. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Psalm 78, we have to keep this going. or you know, so
1: tell me in a generation that's so plugged in online, but feels relationship is so important. why is it important to this younger generation to, to see things like my only aim where they're they have to go somewhere? Mm -hmm. right my only aim is not an online program we're going to talk more about that but it's an in-person program why is it important really for all women everywhere sarah um but also for the younger generation to carve out that time that very precious time that we have Mm -hmm. um to go and spend time with other ladies in a program like my only aim
4: yeah that's yeah that's a big question (laughs) i think um i think kind of talking going back to kind of what You were saying about, you know, we need, we need those relationships and the world has changed, right? There's some shifts we're seeing. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, you were saying about the, you know, 18 year old, you know, you kind of go through something during that time of your life. I saw a lot of friends walk away from the faith during college. Mm -hmm. And that one of the hardest parts about that was it felt preventable because a lot of it I felt like had to do with COVID. Like they, we weren't living in relationships. Everything was online. And so when you kind of lose those relationships, right, you're not bumping up against people. You're not really able to kind of check each other on certain things because you're getting you're living in an online space. So I saw friends leave the faith because their whole kind of existence was online. They weren't in relationships with people. They weren't kind of experiencing life in in a real sense or any sort of real relationships. And so they started to believe things and think things that weren't true and there wasn't really anybody around them to catch them. Yeah. And you know, you can try, but there's certain conversations that you really just don't want to have over the phone. You want to have them face to face, and so it is that's what's that's what's hard about kind of this lack of relationship we're seeing in these lack of discipleship environments. Mm. And so I think that's why the in-person part is so necessary. Yeah. is to we just we need people to make sure we're staying on staying on course.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, I think it's really beautiful when we dive into the word and and we look at the compassion of Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. We're told that he had compassion, yeah. and what was the primary way that Jesus demonstrated his compassion? It wasn't so much through his words. <laughs> Tracy's like, it was like, can we hug Hands now? all over, Sarah. <laughs> it was, it yeah, was through touch. Yeah, it was. He yeah. touched. He I mean he didn't need to touch anybody to heal them. Right? right? He, he, he literally spoke the world into existence, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was his means mm-hmm. of bringing life and bringing healing. And so I think what we see from that is there's tremendous power in in touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In touch. And and I think what we also see is that there there is a level of authenticity mm-hmm. that cannot be avoided.
1: Oh, I like that. Not that it can't, yeah, that it can't be avoided. It can't be avoided when you're
2: together. I can get online on a Zoom call and I can pretend like I'm doing just fine and everything's good. Mm -hmm. And nobody really knows what's going on in my heart. Live that Pinterest perfect life. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. But I can't sit at a table Mm -hmm. for two or three hours without people going, are you all right? Are you sure you're all right today? You're telling me you're all right, but are you sure you're all right? Because there's something about that touch yeah. that just mm-hmm. opens the walls of our heart yeah. to healing. Mm-hmm. And we see that's the way Jesus created mm-hmm.
1: us. Yeah, I feel like it's like when you when you have those friends that know you really well, right? And you've put up this front all day. Something crazy is going on in life and you've put up this front. And then you see them and they just give you a hug and you just... But like uh, tears blubber up, you really try to keep it together. Or that one friend says, are you okay?" And
5: you're like, I'm really not.
1: (laughs) You know, but if we're constantly online, if we're Mm -hmm. not in person with one another, you never had that chance. You know, even that friend over the phone, I could still hold it together. But when you're in person Mm -hmm. and they're looking at you and and they're really like looking to like see every little twitch of your face and see you know, if you had to pause so that you could keep it together,
2: you know, it, it, it's just different in person. And yeah. you said it, you said the hug. As soon as they oh, gave yeah. me a hug, that's yeah. when I can't mm-hmm. keep uh-huh. it in anymore. Yeah. It, it's the touch again. Right. Right. And so there's just, there's so much power in, in physical connectivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: one of the things that I loved um, in your description of your program online um, was it said we're here to help you discover your strengths and spiritual gifts so that you can lead and influence well and I think one of the the things that that maybe sometimes we forget is that we are all called to lead and influence right whether it, we're not all called to lead from the stage but um, you know sitting in a nursery hugging babies you are influencing those babies mm-hmm. um, you at home with your own children mm-hmm at home with your own roommates, you are influencing someone at all times. Um, and so we are living. We're not leaving a legacy, right? We're living a legacy every single day. And so your, your goal is to help women discover their strengths so that they can lead and influence well. So let's talk about the My, Aim, My Only Aim program. What does it look like? What's included? When I sign up, what am I going to get?
4: Well, you're getting three new best friends. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and they are wonderful. And that's all you should need. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the deal. Interview day. over. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Yeah, so first off, we're going to do, you know, a spiritual gifts test and mm. kind of then unpack that and look at, okay, we're all, I think a lot of times people, I've heard this so many times from my friends or my family, they're like, oh, well, I'm just not gifted in that way. Or like, yeah. that's just not my thing. Okay, but the Lord has gifted each and every believer with something. Like he has gifted you and you are called to something. So we're going to just help you find out what it is. We're going to do a spiritual gifts test and then kind of talk about, okay, what areas of service can those gifts be
1: used? And I love that you guys are including that because I think that's uh, a portion of leadership or even of understanding ourselves that a lot of people don't have. And when I'm like, what are your spiritual gifts? I'm, I always love when a table's like looks at me. And like with blank stares, I'm like, okay, everybody pull out your phones. I'm going to give you a website. I want you to go and, and just try this test and then come back and tell me what you you know, what you think your gift, if you think the test is right or not. But it does kind of help you mm-hmm. understand how God has gifted you and understand more about what God has called you to do. So I love yeah. that you guys are including that. What else is included in there? Um, we're going to do other things. I mean, there's going to be
3: a lot of things we're covering. So yeah. I don't want to like bleh, all over everybody. And you're like, whoa, but but we're going to cover a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, we want it to be like, this is worth your time and your investment. And we are schooled, we're experienced. And so we're ready to rock and roll. So come ready to learn, ladies, for sure. Um, but we're going to talk about other things like hermeneutics. So what are those actual Bible study tools that you can take to the word of God? You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a seminary student. God has given you, ladies, a, a wonderful and beautiful brain and Holy Spirit inside of you that's going to help illuminate the scriptures. But there are things like lexicons and Bible maps and other little tricks that Eric is going to share that can actually help you study scripture for yourself. Uh, so we'll go through that. We'll go through communication. We're going to talk about conflict because that's oop, what's oop. A part of the ministry. <laughs> I'm
4: excited to talk about conflict. Tracy and I, just
3: wants to hug. <laughs> I just want to hug and have everybody be BFFs around the world and by all But but we got don't to worry. Talk about I, I feel the same about conflict. I know, I'm, like, nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm right. There Janet, with you, Tracy. But conflict is a part of it. Yes, it is. And and we want you to persevere in the ministries that God has given you. And so let's just meet it head on and, and give you tips and tools because we've learned and we've walked through yes. some of it ourselves <laughs> so that you can stay in the game. Um, so we're gonna look at men in ministry, how to deal with that. Um, there's gonna be just a lot of different topics that we will cover. We will do a deep uh, dive into the book of Acts. So Miss Erica mm-hmm. is going to um, be teaching us. She's a wonderful Wait, Bible Wait, you know teacher. a little bit about Acts? She knows really? a little bit. Mm-hmm. By the way, she has
1: two Bible studies on the book of mm-hmm. Acts but <laughs>
3: And then the last part of that is we will break you down into cohorts or small groups where, again, just exactly everything we've been talking about, where you will find prayer support, where you will get to flesh out and practically apply all the things that we are teaching you. And that will be kind of like your mini community. And so mm-hmm. it will be led um, by a godly woman as well. And so we're really excited about the fellowship part as well. So we got mm-hmm. a lot in two hours, but, um, but we just know God has written this. It's beautiful. We're excited. And we know he's going to move yeah. um, in hearts.
1: What's the format look like? Like, how often are are you meeting, and um, and where are you meeting? Yeah, I want to hear that story. We're we're gonna meet, and I'll let Erica share that part. We're (laughs) gonna meet once a week for ten
3: weeks, (laughs) and the meetings will run from six thirty to eight thirty p.m. So, Erica, do you want to tell us about where we're gonna be meeting? Yes.
2: Yeah. So the Lord opened the door for us to meet at just an incredible space. It is Keenly Interactive. It's in North Phoenix area, so it's right off the 101 and the 17. Uh, but these guys are—they're—they're—I uh, don't even know how to describe them other than awesome. But the <laughs> tagline for Keenly Interactive is "Better Ministry Everywhere." But they cool. have this incredible space with a kitchen and uh, just comfortable welcome seating all around and then they also have like private conference room areas so the cohorts can have their time of intimate space prayer requests of a more intimate deeper nature can be shared there privately with the cohort as well as just a, a big space together but it's a it's a beautiful office space and uh, they have graciously opened their doors. Um, to allow us to use it. We're super grateful. And uh, we just, one thing that we intentionally wanted to do is meet in a neutral space because Mm -hmm. we want women everywhere to know, like, you don't need to belong to a particular denomination. You don't even have to necessarily be a member of a church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you just want to grow in your understanding of how God created you, what he's created you to be and do, understand scripture on a deeper level grow in your intimacy with jesus follow him more fully if that's you the doors are open Mm -hmm. we are about your heart and women and pointing you to christ Mm -hmm. and so yeah we're psyched about it
1: so now my only aim is the name of the program but the actual Tuesday or the, it's Tuesday nights, right? Thursday, Thursday nights. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Thursday nights. Um, is there a name for that? Ignite influence. Okay. So that is the name of the course. I yes. love it. Yep. So this ignite influence, um, you've, you kind of mentioned already, like it's for all denominations, it's for mm-hmm. leaders, it's for women who aren't in leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about age wise? What are we looking for? Looking at 18 and above. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And can ladies come alone? Should they come with friends? What what do you think? What's the best way to approach this well I love people
3: so I'm really (laughs) praying just all of Phoenix just shows up because it's more people to hug but no really we would love for your group so in fact um, Mm. at my church there's already I think one maybe another one um, of a group of five so two small groups are actually going to take a break for for that 10 weeks to take a break from whatever their small group was already doing they're going to come together as a actual group which is so exciting to see because again we're going to give them tools so that they can then go back and even enhance their own small group experience Mm. because now they're going to know how to actually pray for one another. Now they can write their own Bible studies if they want, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever it is. So they're actually going to come as groups. So groups are definitely welcome. And yes, any, any friend of yours, no matter, again, what Erica said, denomination background, bring her. We would love to meet her and, and serve her.
4: And individuals, too. One thing that we're going to try to do is be intentional about the cohorts, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of Share deep things if you feel like the person across the table from you doesn't really get what you're going through. Yeah. So we're gonna very intentionally put people in cohorts with people who are either in a similar position than them or going through something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, that way they they have community. So if you you want to come as an individual and you don't you don't have a group of friends that you're wanting to bring, come find your group of friends and we'll mm-hmm. be sure to put you with people who are yeah. you know yeah. like minded.
2: Yeah. I'd rank them into three different groups okay okay all right the seeker this is the person who's saying you know what i i know a little bit about christianity i know a little bit i know a little bit i really want to know more okay okay so seeker you're welcome you got a space here uh the next person i would say is the strategist that's the person who's saying you know what i i love jesus I, i want to be more strategic about my role in the kingdom what i'm supposed to be doing i know i'm supposed to be doing something but i don't know what it is yeah um you know maybe maybe it's the mom who um all the kids are going to go to school next year mm. i'm i'm in a new life stage right oh,
5: that's me this year right it's, and it's a what beautiful if,
2: thing <laughs> <laughs> right what is god calling me to do or yeah. maybe it's the the woman the empty nester right like now my kids are all i i've spent Twenty-five years being that mom that always had the open door, right? Yeah. And now my kids are all gone. And what is what is my role going to be now? So the yeah. strategist, someone who's saying, you know what, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for next steps. Yeah, I'm ready for God's next step for me. Um, and then the last person would really be the sage, mm. and that could be the woman who uh, maybe she has had uh, years. experience in women's ministry and she's saying you know um I I don't officially serve in that role anymore but my whole life has been women's ministry my whole life has been pouring into women and I don't know where to do that now that I don't officially have the title yeah well you know what we could really use your help because we need cohort shepherds Mm -hmm. we need women to pray we need women to pray in front of these women and for these women. We need yeah. women to speak life, recognize gifts, call out gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are really the three women that I would say, if you're a seeker, you're a strategist, or you're a sage, come join us because there is space for you at this table. Um, we need you at this table. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I love that. Can you tell that Erica's a teacher? They all start with the same letter.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my Baptist See, pastor dad would gifts. be so proud of you. <laughs>
3: that's why I know someone else. Work. I know
2: someone else that does that when they teach. Oh yeah, I totally believe that.
3: Today I just seem to be all over the place.
1: Sorry, it's, you know. Hey, it's all right. No, I I think that's great and I I love that because number one what I hear from that is that if all three of those people show up. Yes. The depth of this this experience is going to be great for all people. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I I think of course Anyone who has heard, you know talked to me for like five minutes knows how important I think multi generational discipleship mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. not just multi generational, but like multi um, uh, positional, I guess, because you can be a brand new Christian at fifty. Mm-hmm. you yeah, know, absolutely. Um, and you can be a pretty experienced Christ- Christian at 30. So, mm-hmm. you know, to have those different perspectives in, in life and, and varied experiences, I think is great. And I can see that, that when God gives you all of those women, all three of those women that you're praying for, this ministry in this program is going to be really beneficial for everybody involved. Um, so I love that it's open and that it's, you know, available for so many women to experience. And okay. So, And also one of the things that I saw on your website was that you can actually go and scholarship somebody. Mm -hmm. So if you know a woman that would really benefit from this, maybe like a young mom that um, maybe still has those babies in her house and she's going, I used to do ministry because I know I was this way. I used to do ministry. Now I'm home um, or I'm working and coming home to small kids and I feel like. I don't have anywhere to minister. I feel like I don't know where God wants, what God wants me to do in this really busy, crazy young kid season in life. Um, And we don't have any money. So, you know, could you maybe scholarship, you know, this mom Mm -hmm. offer two hours of babysitting for her so that she can go and spend two hours learning and um, developing her gifts where God has, has gift has, you know, helped her. So online where can we sign up where could we scholarship somebody where could we find out more information no we one wants all to look answer. at each other <laughs> i like, know who's gonna answer everyone knows the answer. Um, <laughs> just
3: the simplest is to go to our website which is www.myonlyaim.com Dot com, And from there, you'll see even right at the very beginning, you can still sign up to join what we call just our wait or our interest list. So if you're mm-hmm. still kind of praying about it, you're not quite sure, um, we send you a funnel of emails uh, once every week that kind of tells you a little bit more about the ministry, mm-hmm. who we are, how you can get involved, when to sign up, that sort of thing. But then we also have a click here button that says register here. Mm-hmm. And from there on the registration form, they can fill it out. And then there's a place for the scholarships and all of that good stuff. So just go to myonlyaim.com.
1: And there, you guys have done a great job of, you know, really putting a lot of information there for, mm-hmm. you know, a, a newer program. You know, I was looking online. And I'm like, oh, this is this answers all my questions. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're like, well, you know, I still have some questions. Go there. Go to the website. You guys have done a great job. So uh, first of all, thank you for being here thank you for stepping out and doing this here in the phoenix area and i hope that um this is successful here in phoenix and that it's so successful that it needs to go to different cities and it needs to go to different states and um you're probably like whoa courtney okay like we're three people but um if we know erica she can grow something so (laughs) she'll develop it into something but um thank you for being faithful thank you for um using your gifts to help other women use theirs Um, because that's really what discipleship is all about right it's yes we get to use our gifts and yes we get to be blessed but we get to help other people to serve Um, now we have our final question and tracy and erica have both answered this question several times so i'm gonna let sarah answer it oh no (laughs) So the question we ask at the end is, because we're not meant to live life alone, as you're telling all of the women that participate in My Only Aim, uh, who is it that has helped you along in your journey? Oh, boy.
4: Um, So many people, really. But I would say, of course, the two ladies sitting next to me. Uh That's a given. Um, But then outside of that, the two are probably my mom, Mm -hmm. who just really, she always just, my brother and I were her ministry full time. Like, that's what she did. Um, so we got a couple of sermons in the car, you know, when we misbehaved, we would, we would get preached at. (laughs) Um, but definitely my mom, she prays for me like nobody else does and Mm. she's great. And then my aunt has really just also been a person who I, um, I know I can go to her. She sends me texts, Hey, I'm praying for you. Um, so those two ladies have really been very influential and constant encouragers in my
1: life.
2: So Mm, I love it. I love that you have those older women. Yes. Right. And, and the reality is, is that most young women don't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I didn't recognize that until I was like in my late 20s. I didn't either. I got to college and
4: people would be talking about conversations they had with their parents. And I was like, wow, I had really awesome parents. Like my parents like yeah. talked through all that stuff with me. I had no clue that other people didn't have that it's kind of a wake-up
3: call
1: (laughs) yeah it really is when you because i had that with my parents as well um and they had put other women in my life Mm -hmm. um but it was a wake-up call when people were like well i don't know who to talk to so i'm just gonna go talk to my friends and i'm like do they really have like the (laughs) you know wisdom to really give you good advice there i'm not really sure they do so um what a blessing for you to have them well, thank you, ladies. I love you, ladies. Thank you for joining me today. We love you. Yes. Thank you.
0: I so deeply respect the wisdom these ladies have and their love for the church. They saw a need in the church, a need that churches couldn't meet due to staffing or other reasons. And instead of bashing the church, they created a solution I love that they want to work alongside churches with the goal of building the greater kingdom of God and not their own platforms. If you want more information on my only aim, visit their website today and get on their mailing list. Hey, if you aren't in Phoenix, get on their mailing list anyway, so you can keep up with all that they're doing and you don't miss any future news. You can also visit their social media sites. If you have questions for them, I'm sure they would love to answer that. All their information is in the show notes on our website. Now, don't forget to go order your Bible journal for busy women. As we all begin our new rhythms and work towards our goals in this new year, we know that our new Bible journal will really help you be successful in your Bible reading goals. We are so glad to have the journal in so many of your hands and excited to see the pictures you're sending us of those of you that received it as a gift for Christmas. We can't wait to see how you're going to use it on a daily basis in this new year. The journal is available now for order, so go get one for you and all the busy women in your life. You can find a link to purchase your Bible journal on our website, journeyofruth.com. And there you'll also find show notes for this episode and all past episodes, an opportunity to sign up for the podcast newsletter, links to help support the podcast and information on how I may be able to bless your church or community through speaking or teaching this week, come say hi over on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to go and give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe over on YouTube. That really does help support us and push the podcast into new years. Thanks for listening. And I will see you on Tuesday in two weeks, right here on the journey of Ruth discipleship podcast.